0: What's going on ladies and gents, Robert Sykes, KetoSavage.com, and today I have special guest Jay Morales on the line. Jay was one of the main masterminds behind the Keto Summit Omaha, which was just an amazing, amazing conference, and he's just an amazing human being. Like I have utmost respect for him, his integrity, his intentions. He just is a top flight character, and I want to get him on the podcast to just kind of dive into that character and learn more about him as an individual where he's gone, where he's going, what he wants to do with his life. And we talked a lot about his passions for uh, veterans and you know helping veterans with PTSD and just finding a place in life and charity work and just adding a ton of value. We talked about keto. We talked about his journey with that. We talked about his plans for future conferences. We talked about a lot of things, and it got me fired up. It was deep conversation. It was like emotional, gut-wrenching, you know, Stuff that makes you think about your life and how you're living it. And I love conversations like that. It just gets you fired up and gives you a sense of purpose for the day. So, without further ado, sit back, relax, enjoy this conversation with Jay Morales. We are live. Jay, how are you, man?
1: I'm doing well, man. Thank you for having me on. I've, I've been anticipating and so excited for this, brother, since we met.
0: Hey, I'm happy to have you on. It's honestly just a pleasure to to meet you. I mean, for anybody that doesn't know, you were one of the the brains behind the Keto Summit Omaha. And from the moment I met you, and throughout the entire you know weekend conference, like you just continued to impress me with your level of integrity and just sincere, genuine desire to help other people.
1: I appreciate that, man. And, and like people attract each other i can tell you you know i didn't know who you were i knew your brand first and you know sometimes you overbuild in your mind who people are and you know you think there's this instagram filter of who they are as a person and then i met you and crystal man i was blown away i was so blown away with your generosity your authenticity you're just a just a good old dude from arkansas man and i I appreciate that (laughs)
0: Absolutely, man. I mean, there's definitely people that I've like really looked up to and admired and then I'd meet them in person. and It was like a total letdown. So I've always kind of aspired to be the exact opposite. Like I want people to meet me in person and be more impressed than whatever they had in mind from like social media.
1: Oh, absolutely. And and what I can say about you and Crystal is, and your brand is you're not a try hard brand. There's a lot of news out there, you know, and a lot of media out there and social media, I should say um, I, I look at what you guys are doing as authentic, you know, so, I mean, thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. So, so let's dive in a little backstory here. Kind of tell me in the audience about, you know, what got you into the space, um, and, and kind of what, what got you, cause I'd never heard of you before the conference and then, you know, at the conference I heard all about you, but kind of what brought you into this genre of nu- nutrition and ketogenic dieting in the first place?
1: So that great question. So you're right. Um, so all my life, I have struggled with weight and health and mindset of, you know, how do I even take care of myself? I did every diet, every plan, every pill, every, you know, been prescribed fentramine, all that stuff, right? And uh, about two, a little over two years ago, um, I, I got exposed to some people, uh, some kids, man, who were like, hey, you know, they worked for me at a at a business that we had and, they said, hey, you ought to try bacon and uh, bullet coffee. I'm like, man, you guys are crazy. My my blood pressure is going to go through the roof and I'm going to get fat. You know, and they said, no, no, you don't understand. It's keto. And I'm like, what? What is this even? And then they just started showing me, you know, along the way. And I just jumped right into it with both feet. And, man, I just I was one of those people. It was textbook. I probably dropped 10 pounds the first two weeks, not even trying. And they said, what? And then I, I was so immersed into learning about the keto lifestyle that I just didn't really start counting the weight anymore. People were like, Oh my gosh, are you okay? You look like you dropped a ton of weight. And it, for me it was just weight. And so after that, I got, I, I met Dr. Jamie, uh, Dr. Fit and Fabulous. And, um, that's when my ketogenic, really immersion started when I was just she helped me with the science behind it with the why behind it and I got really disciplined and I promise you I'm not an Instagrammer you know I was an old radio DJ from back in the day but what got me into the space was Dr. Fit and Fabulous she said you know if you're so passionate about this Jay we should do a little mini meeting or something I said great let's do it my vision for the Keto Summit Omaha was my first entrance to the scene of of the Keto space. But I thought, Robert, that there were going to be 99 people at this thing in a church. That's what I thought Keto Summit Omaha was going to be. And that's how I got into it. And I've just wanted to help people and serve them. And I mean, you went from nine, you know, 99 to over 400 people. I'm like, what the heck happened here? So if you were surprised at it, I was 10 times as the surprised then.
0: <laughs> well, it wasn't just the number of the people, man, but like the whole vibe of the conference itself. Like I've been to a bunch of conferences now. I've been invited to speak at a lot of them. And there there was like a whole nother vibe to this one. Like it was smaller than some of the bigger conferences. So there was like more intimacy there between the people. I mean, you didn't have to like rush off to like talk to everybody. Like it was perfect size because you can have like a true in-depth conversation with somebody not feel like you weren't going to, you know, have a chance to talk to everybody. And, but it was, it was big enough that there was so many people there that wanted to be there. And it was just, the energy was perfect. I mean, everything that you could ever hope for in a conference was there.
1: I appreciate that. You know, the attendees, even who had attended other conferences, just said they felt it was, you know, intimate. They felt like, you know, they could really connect. And that was, you know, that's me, Robert, like I'm such a connector of people. And, you know, the people that you met here in Omaha, I'm so proud of who you guys are and my connections. And I'm like, I just want to I want to introduce Robert to these connections, help him grow his business, help these people grow their business or help them meet their fitness goals. That money is a, by, a byproduct of, of, of the passion. I I don't really even care about that part. And I think you and I discussed that. I just love that this keto summit brought authentic true relationships and i was watching all of you guys in the keto space you guys it was like a high school reunion for you guys
0: yeah it really was it always is like at these conferences man like i don't know i i love them because it's just it's, it's not common that you get a chance to just interact face to face with the people that you talk with on instagram and there's nobody that's really in this space that's just you know out you know, for a negative reason, like they're there because keto's had a positive impact on their life personally or on someone that they love, you know, in their, in their life. And it's like, when you have that as the motivating factor, like it's really hard to be there for the wrong reasons.
1: Right. I I agree with you a hundred percent. I mean, I can tell you that our attendees are still raving on it in some of our forums, you know, um, wow, I can't believe they talked to us. I follow that guy. He's got over this many thousand likes. And I said, you know what? these people were vetted. These people were selected. And when I say these people, I'm talking vendor partners, exhibitors, presenters. Um, you did an incredible job. I think, you know, your, not only your display, but your support, your sponsorship, you know, the Keto Brick stage. Um, I mean, I've got my son, right? And people are watching him. Hey, our kids too. And I mean, that's a whole nother show within itself, just your product. But you know, I I think what this show did for me was teach me what people actually really want and need, at least from the Midwest, and um, we're excited for our next show and, and next year's show, too.
0: That's, that's a huge part of it right there, man. I mean, this was the first big conference that was in the Midwest that I'm aware of, and, yes. you know, I look at all these, you know, popular locales for keto conferences, and they're all along the coast, which is great. You know, everybody there needs the information as well, but it's cool to see, you know, one of the quote unquote less desirable or less, you know, popular areas get some of the attention as well because I mean keto is not exclusive to, to just people on the coast. I mean everybody needs it.
1: Absolutely. And you know, sometimes people look at the Midwest and they think it's a flyover state, you know, oh, it's cornfields and, you know, it's uh it's not densely populated listen Omaha is 1.2 million ish in in surrounding areas 1.2 million people but I can tell you that these people are probably some of the ones that need it the most and I don't mean it from a weight value I mean it from a health function I mean we we work hard we have great work ethic you know but our way of life is just different. And we don't live, we know one of our mottos is we don't coast. So we don't East or West coast, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but um, it, it lends itself to, to bad nutrition and it leads itself to obesity and, you know, uh, disease. And, you know, it's, it's a, it's chronic issue here. And I'm not afraid to say that. Uh, I'm not the only one saying this now, but my mission now is to if people want to reach out i will help them i just got off the phone with a gal friend of mine lisa you know who's wanting to commit to this and she said hey do you have any more things coming up or group i said hey what do you need help with start here let's start here don't wait for a class don't wait for a group but um i've my my idea is to build a tribe of like-minded people and just make an impact you know with with this message i guess
0: I love it, man, and I love it that you're doing it, you know, locally there too. You because, you know, I look at what you said about the Midwest and and Nebraska, and I mean, the same is true for Arkansas. Like I'm, sometimes I feel like I'm the only keto guy in Arkansas, and you right. know, we definitely are not the healthiest state by any means. There's a lot to do here. There's an, it's the natural state for a reason. There's so much opportunity to be outside and just enjoy nature, but so many people just are chronically eating the wrong foods they're morbidly obese and it's just not a healthy atmosphere and i feel like you know i look i looked at what you did there locally in your own community with keto summit omaha and i'm now inspired to figure out okay what can i do to make a conference here in arkansas Like, what can i do to impact my local community you know before i look to one of these more you know extravagant conferences how can i impact the people my next door neighbor you know
1: I I agree with you. And I I told you, my pledge to you, my right hand to God right now on this this podcast, I want to help you. You say, Jay, let's plan this. I will help you do the logistics. I will help you plan the format. I will help you gather. I mean, I'm telling you, that's my passion, Robert. My passion is my savage is to get people connected, bro, is to get people in the space, is to create a bit of enthusiasm and passion and and the science and the facts will follow. Right. It's not about overhype. It's about sharing a true passion. So people will say, yeah, you do want to help me. Yeah. Let's create this. I mean, Robert, I, I could see putting something together, you know, in Arkansas and collaborating and, you know, the people that were presenting with you would, would jump, jump in in a heartbeat, you know, it,
0: well, I'm a hundred percent down with taking your advice on that, man. I actually, uh, was was getting some venue pricing uh, last week on some different locales here in Arkansas. So let's let's absolutely put our heads together and make that a reality.
1: That's done. I mean, hey, we're saying it on this podcast, so you know we've got to follow through. With
0: it. <laughs> um, that's what I'm screaming, man, hundred percent. Well, talk to me about what you've got coming up next, man. Like on a personal level, on a business level, like where you want to take things now that you're you know, your, your journey into the keto spaces is is now known. What, what what are you going to take it from here?
1: You know, you know, sometimes I I know this sounds funny, right. But you know, you, you guys are already on a level of notoriety. You guys have built a presence for yourself. I mean, you you have an amazing presence. I'm just now discovering this. So I was a radio DJ from back in the day. So my day was, I'm 50 years old now, but in my heyday, I, I had my popular wave if you would or my 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 golden days or whatever glory days um but now i think i hate to say this but it's almost like i see like a superpower like okay jay what are you going to do with your keto superpower i know what i'm going to do i have to inspire others and i don't care if it's just talking about the keto lifestyle so the next project i'm working on right now is i'm taking all the attention that i got from keto summit Uh, Omaha, and I'm focusing it on a challenge. And the challenge is March the 25th, um, me and a few friends, maybe 50 people, uh, will walk or march per se from the capital, which is Lincoln, Nebraska, and walk along the highways to Omaha, Nebraska. It's approximately 50.3 miles. And what it's, I mean, first of all, I'm scared as I speak right i mean i've been training i've been walking but i can tell you psychologically to walk for 20 plus hours um is is daunting right i mean most people need a nap after eight hours in a full day yeah i'm doing this because the community's watching right now and they're saying okay jay you you got us into this keto summit omaha what are you going to do next instead of just throwing another keto summit like I wanna make awareness, I, I, I have this large audience now that I'm tapping into. We have more homeless veterans and more veterans with PTSD and mental health issues. We're losing 22 veterans a day to suicide, brother, 22 a day. And you're saying, well, what's your connection, Jay? 10 years in the Air Force, I was 18 years old. Um, I was in Saudi Arabia, um, Desert Shield, Desert Storm, Operation Provide Comfort, and uh, I didn't really know what it meant to serve my country then. I was just a kid in the uniform, right? And even when I left, I really didn't – I wasn't like, yo, I'm a veteran. But lately, with all the attention from the media of of what's happening and suicide rates and PTSD and mental health states and homeless veterans, I mean, imagine this, Robert. Imagine being – Were you military ever, Robert? I just no. I was. uh, All all my
0: best friends are military, though.
1: Okay. Okay. I just I didn't want to assume. So imagine this: you go into the military eighteen years old, and I'm not saying you're spoon fed, but there's a regiment, there's a predictability, there's a applied pressure, there is a structure. You know that here's when you're going to eat, here's what you're going to wear, here's where you're going to go, here's your here's what time you have to be at work, here's what time you're off. Here's what time your vacation is. Here's what you're going to think at this level. Here's I mean, everything is is predisposed for you for the most part. Right. You know, your paychecks coming in. You know, you get 30 days vacation a year. You know, you'd be promoted if you do these things. But the transition is, Robert, have you ever been to a party where you've worn something uncomfortable? Like, oh, man, maybe I'm a little overdressed or underdressed for this party. Have Mm -hmm. you ever felt that awkwardness? Oh, yeah. So imagine a veteran leaving the structure of what he or she knows and put in a world of unpredictability. You mean I got to get my own health care now? Oh, you mean I got to pay my own rent? Oh, wait, hold on. I'm not paid every two weeks now? Wait a minute. Not on the 1st and the 15th? Wait a minute. Now I got to wear something? Hold on. I got to cook now too? I mean, I'm not saying a lot of these people didn't do it before. I'm just talking in general. Mm-hmm. you get a hard, hard transition when you leave a structured system into an unstructured system and i'm not comparing but it's like leaving it's like you know they try to transition people when they're locked up in incarceration yeah and i'm not saying people are locked up in the military i'm saying there's a regiment there when when you're in sports and there's a regiment there you know when you when you when you d de- brief or when you leave and you're not given transition, it's hard. So that's my passion. That's the next project. And um, trying to raise $10,000. And the two organizations, if I can mention them, one is Moving Veterans Forward. That is um, for homeless vets or veterans who need housing assistance. Uh, that's one of the, the charities. And then the other one is Guitars for Vets. It's, um, it's, uh, it helps. Imagine if you're a veteran and you're, locked up at home and you're a recluse and you haven't been out of your house for six to nine months or maybe nine years and they say hey why don't you just come on out learn guitar with us it's a multi-week curriculum uh, 12 to 16 weeks and they learn guitar but little do they know they're learning confidence lessons um, presentation skills uh, coping skills Uh, And, uh, you know, just communication skills and it gets some of them off the couch and into the world. And I think that's phenomenal. And two hundred dollars is we'll put a guitar in someone's hands and put them through a program, which is amazing. So that's the latest project I'm working on.
0: I love it, man. I've had I've had several people on the podcast that were, uh, you know, prior military and they've spoke to how, you know, keto for one has been really good for their PTSD but like their chronic pain and injuries and illness and whatnot. What, I mean, you, you said that you served before, but has this like always been this burning desire to kind of get back to those roots and help in somewhere? Or did like something happen recently that really kind of lit that fire under you?
1: Man, you, are you, are you in my brain right now? (laughs) I'm trying to be. I'm, I'm, I'm in real estate now. Right. And, um, We just had a meeting about this. So one of my clients I've been it's just like I've been serving a lot of veterans lately. I've had a lot of veteran clients either moving in state, you know, getting out of the military, buying a house. And this is going to this is going to eat me up. And one of our clients just uh, reached out and her husband just died of cancer and he was in the military for 24 years and um that is probably one of the catalysts that helped me start this um, walk and i will tell you that he died he died of cancer and he died because the va couldn't see him enough and and the care was just poor and I, i think I think my 10 years in the military was, was good, right? Don't get me wrong, but I need to serve my brothers and sisters in a different capacity. And I have a platform now. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I feel, I feel like the world is watching right now. And I feel like I have an obligation to really give back. I, 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 you know, listen, Robert, I'm Filipino. Um, Inside of me is, is a host ready to give you the first bite or the last sip of my drink or Um, give you the first seat that's available. Um, I would rather you be sitting in my house than I'm sitting. Uh, I want to give the, and I'm not trying to sound holy art. Now I'm telling you, this is the way I was raised, Mm -hmm. you know? And yes, lately this has been talking to me. And because the, the media and the news and, and, you know, society is pointing once again at the veteran, we are talking about issues that have been needing to talk to for a long time. And we're finally getting a platform. And I promise you, man, as long as I could, as long as people know what I'm doing, I want them to think of a few things as Jay's still serving others. Jay's making an impact. And you know what? I mean, Jay's passionate. And and these are keto for sure, right? Um, but man, veterans are just just the world. And and remember some of these veterans from, you know, earlier world wars and Korea and Vietnam and I mean, some of these people are hundred six years old, man. These are some of the best men and women that have ever walked the earth. And uh, it just it just kills me that they can't have everything, you know, that, that we have access to and yeah, that's that's my passion, bro. I mean that's why. That's a great question, man.
0: I got another difficult question for you. How do you feel the general population views? veterans like do you feel like there's this underlying level of respect or do you feel like it's almost like like this disrespect because i see i see people with a lot of american pride and that's awesome but then i also see on this other end of the coin it's like almost this like level of disgust which just just grosses me out like how can somebody possibly be disgusted by these people that have served the country that we live in but i mean I'm not near as connected. Like I don't have that circle of influence. Uh, I probably should work on that, but like you being in it, what do you see just kind of like as the general population? Like how does their view towards veterans in your opinion?
1: So I can tell you, man, such a man, just a great question, brother. I mean, so here's the thing I did. We did what we can do to give you your first amendment rights we did what we could do to give people the freedom of speech. And I stand by that, man. And I know there are people that burn flags. I know there are people that talk bad about the United States. I know there are people that talk bad about soldiers. I know there are conscientious objectors. I know there are people say, I don't believe in you going to war with other countries that we don't believe in. We've got people starving here. Here's my stance on all that. I did what I did. I mean I cried on the on the dirt of Saudi Arabia. I I was I trembled. I contributed. I did my part. I bled sweat and tears so that whatever whoever is in this country to express what they want to express. Now do I agree with all of them? Absolutely not but it's because my belief is so pure that if you disagree with me that's okay we don't we don't have to agree to be friends right we don't you can disagree with me how i feel about the flag how many stars should be on the flag what kind of flag should be displayed that is that is every american's right to feel i feel there are disrespectful things but here's the other part I do feel a deep respect right now for military. I mean, I got three year old kids coming up, you know, when, when I was just in my son's assembly, you know, they, they did a veterans day uh, tribute and they've done it every year. And I've been blessed and fortunate enough to participate, but here's what I want to tell you, Robert. I want to tell your listeners, stop saying thank you to a veteran. I mean, just when I say that, I don't mean like, stop saying it. I mean, stop just saying thank you if you have a chance right in an airport terminal it's hard you know when you see someone in uniform it's hard stop stop man and just stop and just look them in the face grab their hand man they're okay they're not going to bite you and tell them we will never forget we will never forget and 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 just watch the reaction and if you have time You know, if ask them if there's anything that I could share about your experience, you know, with the world, how could I make your day better? How could they'll tell you they will tell they love their stories, man. They love talking about their stories. And and I see this obligatory. Hey, thank you. Thank you for your service. Like these people aren't movie stars. They're real people just like you and me. And they just they want to be able to share their story. And maybe it's too harsh to say, don't say thank you. I mean, don't just say thank you. It's, it's, it's a, it's a chance for you to learn something from a veteran, man.
0: Yeah. I like that a lot. I feel like, you know, there's, I feel like just simply throwing up a thank you is like this, it's almost like it's just this forced reaction and it's not even really truly there. Like the feeling is the words are hollow almost, you know?
1: Yeah. And, and believe me, we're grateful to hear it. And we're even thankful that people thank us. But if you have a chance, and, and like I said, if you're sitting there, you see an old man with a hat on, says Korea on it. You know, you don't have to ask him, you know, hey, how was your experience? You just, hey, you know, look him in the face and say, we, we, we will never forget. And and if there's anything I could tell the world about what we need to know about a veteran, what, what would you say? And just you know, you got to be prepared for the answer. Some of them will be averse to you know. Some of them will really tell you what they think, and you know. But for the most part, I, I I think I I think you'll be pleasantly surprised with what some of your answers are. And I just I don't know. I I can't be enough in veterans' praise. I can't tell people enough, you know, how to visit all these memorials. But you know, remember some brothers and sisters never came home, man. Some of them never came home. And we're talking kids, 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, right? Barely enough to drive, bled for this country, you know, for the very last time.
0: Mm, Man, you hear stuff like that and it makes like whatever minuscule issues you have going on in your day seem like nothing.
1: You know, and and that's, I agree with you, Robert. My mindset says this. I folded t-shirts in four inch squares. I know what it's like to fix a bed. I know what it's like to work seventy-two hours. I know what it's what it what it feels like to fall asleep with steak in my mouth in the chow hall because we're so exhausted. I know what it's like to go to the bathroom in a chemical suit. Right? Um, th- these are all things of pressure. You know, these are all things that. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that we got through that. I can't believe this campaign ended. I can't believe that we were deployed. Oh my gosh, did you? Did you see what happened? Did so-and-so got hurt? And and then we get back to the civilian sector and someone's like, Hey, did you follow up with those last three people from the open house last week? Uh, no, man, it's, it's been hard lately. It's been so difficult. Like what to call? You mean to be decent and make a phone call? Like that's the part that has prepared me for this part of my life. I, I know what it's like to be under pressure, you know, and, Um, it also taught me diversity, but so far as, you know, having a bad day, Robert, people say you're too happy-go-lucky, Jay. Guess what? I don't care. (laughs) That's just how I am, man. Every day is a gift. I get to wake up and there are no shackles on my feet and I can, I can, I can go be, I can go and do what I want. I can participate in what I want to participate in.
0: Knowing what you know and seeing what you've seen, what do you feel about people that are, you know, kind of living in fear, per se? Like, just as an example with this coronavirus that's, you know, the talk right now, I feel like so many people are basing their day-to-day decisions off of this intangible fear that they can't control. Like, how do you respond to those kind of people?
1: Brother, this is awesome. So, you know, people are worried about coronavirus, right? This is going to sound funny, but not funny. We're so worried about the coronavirus. Did you see that thing on Facebook the other day where I don't even want to say the name, but it's a delivery company. They have red bags, right, Mm -hmm. for food. And this is sitting in a bathroom stall, man, while someone, you know what I'm saying? I'm not even worried about the coronavirus. I'm worried about other things. I'm worried about, you know, day to day. But I see how the media, I I think we need to be careful with the coronavirus. I, I don't think we should be licking our hands and giving each other high fives. But you know what, we've got to live too. There are precautions you've got to take. There are things that you have to do. You know, oh, here's the other thing too. It's just like they tried to pin AIDS back in the day onto a certain population. They're pinning the coronavirus on a certain population. Did you hear that Corona beer has plummeted over $170 million in sales because of the word Corona? How ignorant are we as a society to give into this media monster, right? And I hope I'm answering your question, Robert. But, man, I, I just think it's overhyped. I think it's so... I mean, look what it's done to the to the economy. Look well look heck, it's just got interest rates for mortgages down lower because the stock market is taking a hit. What we need to do is we need to get a grip. We need to say, okay, go outside. Is it raining outside? Put a rain jacket on. Is it hot outside? Wear shorts today. But what we're doing is we're anticipating for something that may not even be there.
0: Yeah, I totally agree, man. I feel like I don't know, like I'll just I'll just use myself as an example, but I I literally never get sick. I've been sick twice in my entire life. And I think one of the main reasons for that, obviously, is because I'm healthy. Um, keto, that's probably helped quite a bit. But, like, I, yes. I have confidence that I just don't ever get sick. Like, I'm not, you know, hypochondriac and just worried about the things that I can't immediately and directly control. And if I can't control right. it, then what the hell point is there in me worrying about it?
1: I mean, that's true. And most of us live our life in worry, you know, and even in this keto space, people worry about worrying like, oh, my gosh, what if I don't get enough macronutrients? Like, OK, slow down. W- what if you just commit to something, you know, and, and talk about being sick, you know, man, I'm worried about people with diabetes. What about those people? Yeah, they, they have diabetes and they know. Let's help them. Let's talk about that. Let's put the news on that for a second, right? But it's not glamorous. You can't catch diabetes from somebody. But this coronavirus can give you a common cold, a sore throat, a respiratory infection, and SARS. You're going to get one of the three. If you start feeling bad, go to the hospital. Go go to an emergency clinic. Go consult a friend. You know what I mean? And most of the people who, who are are are, I don't know, I just... It's Facebook, man. Facebook is glorifying it, too.
0: Yeah, it's all, it's all social media, man. Like in, and social media can be used for so many good things, but it definitely puts the microscope on things that just make things negative. I mean, it's funny because there can be two posts by the same person, one having a negative connotation and one being positive, and without fail, there's always significantly more engagement and interaction on the negative one. Like people are drawn to negativity for whatever reason.
1: I agree, man. I, I just, the
0: fundamental human spirit loves conflict. You know,
1: since the beginning of time, it's been interesting, whether it's injury or famine or, uh, disease or, um, you know, mass hysteria or, I mean, let, let's be honest. When you're driving down the road, you don't turn right to look at the beautiful oak tree, right? When yeah. you drive down the road, you look at the car that's been smashed into another car, and you pay attention to that and almost smash it in the car in front of you. What about the beautiful oak tree to the right that's been growing for 90 years? How can we end up paying attention to that? Because it's not there's no conflict. There's no resistance. There's no value because... We want things that are exciting, adrenaline rushing people things that make us uncomfortable. That's why people love horror movies, right? I mean, it's just crazy. It's just crazy what society's become, and this space though robert rem- makes me look for like minded people like you who you know what there's a whole lot of people you know, I know there's people that probably look at your product and say, "Oh man, that product ain't right, okay, we can put our we could put our effort into debating or debunking right but we don't need to there's a lot more people that know your product is right
0: mm-hmm. you know what i
1: mean and and danny vegas said it the best elimination is his word he felt like he had to defend his position in keto you know to to people who are non-keto and how doctors and vegans and all these other things danny says you know what? i choose to not participate i don't need to convince you you know, just like I don't need to convince my friends Keto Brick is right. I know I use it. I know my family uses it. I know I've introduced my friends to it. I know that people have been curious. I've, you know, I want to share it because I know it helps. It helps someone with a tool that they don't have to think about with the right ratios. Sorry, I don't want to sound like I'm selling your product, I did but I am. not pay you to say that
0: You
1: know, but yeah, I Anyway, I don't even know where I'm going with this.
0: <laughs> no, it's funny, man. I was I was running this morning, and I was just thinking, like my morning runs, like my my think time, my meditation time, and I, I realized that I'm I'm at this point in my life where I think I think it's like a maturity thing. I guess it is. I don't know, but there was a time where I was super, you know, conscious of how I looked, what people thought about me, you know, how I was perceived, all of this stuff, and now. It's kind of like this dichotomy because, on one end of the spectrum, I really do care what people think about me. Like, I want to make people happy. I want to offer more value than I take. You know, I want yes. to be the better person. But on the other end of that dichotomy is, I don't give a shit what other people think about me. I know who I am. I'm confident in that. And I'm okay with the haters. Like, I know what my intentions and my integrity is. And if you have that and you've got a solid base foundation of that, then it's like you're untouchable. Yes,
1: I would agree with you wholeheartedly. But there is a part of us inside of us, Robert, that does want the people pleasing. We want to say yes to all. We want people to like us. That's true, right? That's that's human. That's a human spirit. We want to be loved and we want to be cared for. But here's how I say how we should view this. I want a tribe. If Robert Sykes said to me, hey, November, Jay, we're going to do something, you, you bet I could be, you bet I would be there. I'm just telling you right now, right? That's the acceptance. I want to acceptance from people I respect. I don't need acceptance from everybody. People pleasing. Robert, I'll absolutely do this for you. But if it's other people that bring no value or that I just want, I wish to eliminate, it doesn't affect me. And I can tell you my insecurities stem from the unknown. If I know Robert Sykes and I are going to get along for life, that's good enough for me. I've got enough friends now. You know what I mean? I've got enough friends, and you have enough friends right now. I'm not saying we're not going to make any more, but but think about that. It is your maturity. It is you wanting to pick a tribe. I, I can see the people that you connect with, right? I mean, your generosity, yes, while you put all those people up into an Airbnb while you were here because you felt like you had to give them back. They were equally as gracious to you, man. Equally yeah. as gracious to you because you've done, they, they've done things for your business and now you're continuing to support them. Those are the people that you need to seek approval from and nobody else.
0: That's a huge point, man. Like so many people get, you know, in a fray because you know, somebody will comment on social media something negative, but, like, there's no name, there's no face, there's no there's no person there. It's just, like, some random, you know, armchair quarterback throwing hate. And it's like yes, you have no knowledge of that person, you have no respect of that person, they're an unknown. So why do you put so much weight in the nonsense negativity that they're spouting out? Like, if, if somebody like you or Danny or somebody that I think very highly of Started saying, "Oh man, Robert, you're doing some serious things wrong here." I would definitely perk up and keen in and figure out what I need to change because I respect y'all as people. But people that are just—I don't want to say that I'm better or worse than anybody else—but like people that are just there to be negative and they don't know who you are and they don't know where you've been, then I don't put any weight in what they say.
1: Yeah, but being a public figure like yourself, you know, and and being. I, you are way above average, brother. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, there are many things in your life that you do that you have the pursuit of excellence or at least the pursuit of greatness, right? And never will I perform per, tell label you to say you're the greatest person in the world. But I, I know what you're seeking. You're seeking to better yourself so that you can make an impact to others. Unfortunately, the things that make you great uh, are, are, are is is the other end of the spectrum where people have to throw shade, they have to throw hate because they're filling a void. But if there was no hate or no, no opposite or dichotomy or any opposite, I mean, we'd be we'd all be the same. Yeah. And it doesn't mean to say we're better. But I like to think it is we're more capable. You are more capable than the average person, Robert, for sure. You have superpowers. You have attention. You have a responsibility. And one of my friends, Van Deed, told me, if you have the ability, you have the responsibility. Like, let me give you an example. How many customers do you interact with on a daily basis or have ordered from you? It doesn't take you too much to step out from behind your business and say, you know what, Sandy? I noticed your first time customer. And you know what, Dave? Thank you for being with us for four years. You know what? Um, Shannon, I just want to get some feedback from me. This is Robert Sykes. I just I'm the CEO of this company. I just I just wonder why you use us. Because sometimes you need to be reminded of why you're doing what you're doing, Robert. Totally. And 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 I'm sure you do these things. I know you do, but sometimes, you know, I mean, I think it's just good to reconnect with the human spirit and just remember. You know, if it weren't for these wrappers, if, if it weren't for the packaging, if it weren't for your product, man, started because you just made it for yourself first. And then everybody wanted it. Right. Yeah. And, and now you're able to distribute it.
0: And and that goes way beyond just just our product. I and mean, if you were to, like, peel the layers back on the keto community as a whole, man, like all of these people are people. They're not numbers. They're not like, a, you know, a, a social media like count um you know like the the people behind these profiles are real people and i don't know man like i definitely i've been thinking about that a lot lately like there's like i've been in the keto space for several years now and i've kind of like seen it go through you know all the trials and tribulations that any community does and you know I, i've i've been super reflective of what it was like when i first got into it and where it's going and kind of how i can you know not I want to be constantly adapting and, and moving with the times, but at the same time, like I, I like reflecting and, and kind of bringing back that old kindred spirit of what got me into it in the first place and connecting with people on the one-on-one basis. Cause that's what it's all about because these are all people and that it all is one-on-one basis.
1: I mean, absolutely brother. Think about what you just said. I mean, that's, that's people centric, right? Um, your, your product is born from a demand of who from people. And, and if you ever lose sight of that, you, you're, it, you could come out with a sarsaparilla uh, keto brick, right? But if <laughs> you're not connected with people, nobody will know about the sarsaparilla keto brick. And, and I say that tongue in cheek, but you know, at, at the end of the world, um, money moves around from hand to hand and energy moves around from person to person. If you have no connection and you have no real grounding, I mean, doesn't matter what you have to sell. Nobody's going to want it. Doesn't matter what you have to help with. Nobody's going to want it. And why do people do business with Keto Brick? Because I think they know your foundation. You know, I think they know who you are. I feel like they have access to you and it's so raw. It's not some perfectly put up super brand that is run by a mega corporation. These are real people from Arkansas and you've provided jobs and You've made sacrifice so that this business could get off the ground. And I think people see that. And, and you don't even have to say it. I learned about it from other people before I met you. It's because you have evangelists, bro. You've got people pumping you up who you probably never even heard of, you know. And it's because you're doing good. And the part that you're saying, I'm getting back to the part of being reflective. We go, 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 go all day long and then we think just because we're tired at night and we sit for a few minutes and think that we're reflective, you have got to be intentional about your reflection. And if you can carve time out and just say, hey, listen, I need to be still, and I need to think about what I'm doing, I need to slow down my thoughts just for one minute, that will definitely increase your impact, man.
0: Totally 100% agree, man. I've got one question, though. How in the world have we gotten... I feel like we're talking, interviewing me on this podcast more so than you, man. I mean, you're saying all these good things about me, and I'm here wanting to talk about you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's that's funny, man. It's it's how it's, it's how the world works, man. And uh,
0: but see, that really just speaks to the type of person that you are, man. Because like you said yourself, you know, your superpower is your ability to connect people. And when you when you look at what connecting people really entails, like when you look at what it embodies. If you do it right, it's simply being vigilant enough to see what other people are doing good and building them up in that effort. And you do that very, very well. Like the things that you said to me today are incredibly, you know, genuinely sincere. And I mean, they're very, very much so appreciated. Like, made my day talking to you already. But like That's you awesome, didn't yeah. have to say those things. you didn't need to say those things. I wasn't expecting or prying for you to say those things, but you you recognize what people you know hold value in and take pride in, and then you point it out and you just you make it a point to to you know say, "Hey, look, I see what you're doing, and it's pretty damn cool. Keep doing it." And that right there, that is powerful, brother
1: I appreciate that I, I think I have no degree. I have no education. Um, I had to. I went to an all-boys school in California. Um, I had to go to two classes for summer school to truly get my diploma. Uh, I was always a C minus D plus student. I was um, underchallenged in school. I always thought of myself better than everybody else, and that kind of got me in trouble. But what I have been, because we grew up so so humble in the beginning. I know what it's like to live in a basement of people. I lived in the basement in the avenues. You, do you remember m- the movie Sister Act with mm-hmm. Whoopi Goldberg? Mm-hmm. I grew up in the avenues of San Francisco, underneath a, a basement where we had a tub sink. We had sheets separating our our uh, walls. Um, you know, there were no walls. It's just, and there were a lot of people that slept there. Those are humble beginnings, man. And when you are poor, or when you are um, humble like that, you are very resourceful. And people don't fail because of a lack of resources. That's another thing. I can get on a whole nother subject, but we fail from a lack of resourcefulness. I'll make what I got with what I got due. And when I see good people, like you're saying, and when I recognize good things, that you know how much it costs me to say, Robert Sykes, this is Jenny Smith. I think you two need to connect because of I don't need to introduce you to any more people for the sake of introducing you. I need to say there's a true collaboration here. There might be something here. I want to introduce you guys. And then I want to get out of the way. And then I hope to hear someday from either a standby or through the grapevine that, Oh my God, did you know that Jenny Smith and Robert Sykes did something incredible and blah, blah, blah. And Oh yeah. Jay introduced them. That, is what my goal is whenever I introduce somebody is that something great comes out of it. This is not the sake of, Oh, this is Robert Sykes. He's the owner of Keto Brick. Who cares? And I told your story on stage and people like, Oh man, I can't believe that, you know? And, um, the reason I felt a connection to you right away is because I just think you're over humble. And for all the things that you've ever done, all the things you've ever accomplished, for, for for every bottom you've ever hit and bounced back from, I can identify with you. And you don't have to say it. I, I know it. I can feel it. I know bougie when I see it. And you ain't
0: bougie. Do you know what I mean? <sighs> I appreciate that, man. I feel like a lot of that, I don't know, like I, I'm, I'm hungry to be better than I was yesterday. When you're hungry to be better than you were yesterday and then you are today, you don't have time to get like, over righteous and put yourself on a pedestal for what you've done thus far like there's no time for that like you have to just continually get better and when you're that it's just it's easier to i mean humbleness comes comes as a default because you're not where you feel like you can be yet
1: right and and if you're the opposite if you're not humble i don't believe you're really growing now, it's okay to accept compliments and recognize where you're at. But here's what the hardest thing is: you've been in, you've been in a bodybuilding competition. How many times in your life, Robert?
0: Uh, I don't know, five, six, seven. I got several coming this year. Awesome. How many
1: times have you placed in top three? Have you placed number one in any of those competitions? Yeah, I've actually done pretty well in all of them. Okay, so you've so you know what it's like to win, right?
0: Mm-hmm. When
1: was the last time you? placed first against yourself
0: yesterday that's that's the good question right there man because that is the hardest competitor right there
1: absolutely brother that that competitor is your own self it's your brain it's 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 the it's your brain telling you hey man today you don't have to do come on man you worked hard yes listen your sales were off the chart last week just hey man one more rep okay but you can do it tomorrow Hey, listen, just get back to Stan later. He can wait. That's your competition, bro. Your 100%. competition is that.
0: That's that's probably another one of the driving factors for you doing this 50 mile march, I'm assuming. This that's the stretch goal for sure.
1: Oh my gosh. It's now that you even brought me back to reality just now, I'm just like, oh man. It it worries me, Robert. It I I want to commit though. I mean, I am committed you know, and people say, Oh, what if it rains? Good. I hope it does. I hope it rains. We'll get even more attention. What, what if, what if, what if, you know, like, what if worms had machine guns, birds wouldn't screw with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't what if myself to death yeah. and you can place, you can replace the word screw with uh, whatever you want, but I'm saying to you, I can't what if myself to death. All I know is what I'm committed to why I'm going to do it or I will, I will hurt myself extremely trying. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to do this. And here's the other part, man. I mean, uh, it's going to be tracked live on Facebook. I will be interviewing other veterans. I'll be interviewing dignitaries. I will be sharing their stories along the way. And the world can't help but watch. I don't give a damn if we just raise seven cents. Are you kidding me? I, I care that we get these stories out so you know that these people need your help. Yeah. period. And, and I know, uh, I know I'm going to ask you guys for some help. I'm not going to ask you on this podcast, but I am going to ask for your support on some keto brick. We'll, we'll, we'll handle that off. But I, I do want to, I'm going to tell you, that's what I'm going to eat along the way. That's 22 hours, brother. I don't want to, I don't want my body processing nothing else. It's going to be probably keto child the night before and keto, keto brick the day of, like, I just don't need my stomach upset. I need to be able to not have my body breaking down, processing food. I need a clean fuel source and, and that's, what's going to
0: drive me. Listen, brother, I got nothing but respect for you. So you let me know what you need on that front and consider it done. And I'm seriously, you know, all about us collaborating on getting some kind of conference, uh, you know, here in Arkansas. Like i I'm looking at the details. I, I really, really admired what you were able to pull off at Keto Summit Omaha. And I mean, I want to work with you for multiple reasons. I just, I'm a better person for knowing you, and that alone is good enough.
1: Thank you, man. I mean, believe me, brother, call to action is let's get something on the schedule next week. I want to plan this. I want everyone to know that Arkansas will be the place to be when this happens, and you know what? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to plan for 99 people, but whether it's nine people, 299 people, or 900 people, We will give them every bit of what they need. I can promise you that.
0: Amen to that, man. That goes without saying. I love it. I love it. Well, listen, brother, where can people go to find out more about you and and also be better for knowing you?
1: Well, uh, you can check out uh, me on Instagram as Jay Morales. It's just regular, right? J-A-Y. Last name is spelled different. M-I-R-A-L-L-E-S. And uh, they can check out Keto Summit Omaha on Facebook or com And um, I'll just leave you with one last thought, man. Life, life is too short, and it's very, very, um, as you get older, again, like I said, I'm hitting 50 in April. Um, I had a shirt in the military. Um, <laughs> you could just imagine the first word. Um, I'm just going to say forget for the first word. Mm-hmm. Forget them all but six. Forget them all but six. And what that means is when you go to your grave, there are six people that will pull bear for you. There are six people in your life that you want holding that handle, right? Those are the six people that are going to put you into these earth. Who are your six? Who are your six? And I'm going to tell you, this world is full of shiny, bright objects. Come and go, people. Who are your six? That's
0: powerful, man i don't think i've ever had that said that way but that i mean that that evokes some thought right there
1: i know it makes you makes you re re, re rethink stuff stuff but man i'm grateful for you having me on today
0: bro hey it's my pleasure i definitely want to keep in touch like i said i've got nothing but respect for you and i mean if there's ever anything i could do you you know my number brother
1: got it awesome
0: take care jay